Everything is well with you and your world. I am Rosemarie Wilson, a.k.a. One Single Rose, your host of Poetic. Thank you guys so much for the love you have been showing to the Poetic Podcast ever since July. It has definitely been a whirlwind of emotions, great words. We've had poets on the show from all over the world, and today is nothing less than the same. This will be our last broadcast, our last live broadcast for 2022. And I hope everything is well with you and that you will guys, that you guys will still continue to support Poetic coming up in 2023. And that you will be a friend and tell a friend that we are here every Tuesday from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we couldn't do this without you. And we're doing this all for the love of the word. The good word, the positive word, the spoken word. And today we have an amazing spoken word artist hailing from Detroit, Michigan, in studio with us today. And today it's going to be all about love. Y'all give it up for love, Dami. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. How you, my darling? I'm feeling good. I'm so happy to be here, excited to be here. I'm ready to talk. Yes, yes. I'm about to get all up in your poetic mm-hmm. business, if that's all right with you. Okay. Sorry. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm about to get all up in your poetic business today, mm-hmm. if that's okay with you. Perfect. All right. Sounds good. Nothing is off limits. This is an uncensored show, so whatever comes up and comes to your mind, whatever you like to say or share, mm-hmm. please feel free to do so. And if anyone would like to call in to drop a haiku, ask a question of myself or our in-studio guests, please give us a call at 313-268. I forgot it. Two six six two eight one one. That's three one three two six six two eight one one. Call in and drop a haiku or speak with Dami. 
So, Dami, tell us, first of all, where'd you get your pen name, Love Dami? So, I consider poetry to be letters. And, you know, when you sign a letter, you sign it with love or best or from, whatever. And so, because I specialize in erotic and love poetry, I said, you know what? I'm going to sign my poetry with letters. I used to go by the name A Poet from the D, but I'm not actually from Detroit. I'm from a little city one block over named Ecourse. Okay. <laughs> and so I said, you know what? Let me not be a fraud and let me <laughs> fix this. So that's where I got it from. Okay. Well, you're still in the Detroit area, so you're yes. not defrauding yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we claim all all of the metro Detroit area as the D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So what d- does the do the acronym stand for? Is there anything or is it just part of your name? So Dami is my nickname from Dominique. All my friends call me Dami, and I said, love Dominique. I played with it, and I just like love Dami better. It just gave me some pizzazz and sparkles. So I said, we're going to do love Dami. Yes, mm. yes, and you're wearing you. Great way yes. to brand yourself. Are those shirts for sale? They are right, not right now. This is from a girlfriend. She gifted this to me, Miss Simone. She's getting her uh, sublim- sublimation uh, business going. Mm-hmm. And so she designed this for me. It says author and poet on the back. And I said, what a better way to brand today than this shirt. So Absolutely. thank you, Simone. Absolutely. Thank you, Simone. <laughs> All right, Dami, can you move the microphone over just a little bit so everyone can see your beautiful face? There we go. That's what yes. I was trying to do, and I said, let me let him do it. I'm yes. messing yes. the stuff up. Yes, there we go. Everybody can see all of this beautiful, beautiful woman that mm-hmm. is love, Dami. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So tell us, when did you start writing poetry? Right around the fifth grade. So I must have been 11. Um, I had a teacher at Boynton Elementary, Mrs. Taylor. And she read to us a poem by Robert Frost called The Roads Less Traveled. And it stuck with me. And then she'd read Nikki Giovanni, uh, mm. Maya Angelou. And I just began to put all my emotion into poetry. There was like a safe space that I found there. Mm-hmm. Um, as a little girl, you know, you deal with things that children don't know how to always understand. And I found in poetry I could be whoever I wanted to be, create whatever story, and it rhymes. So I'm like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> so that's where I got my start in poetry. And what type of piece did you pen when you started in the fifth grade? It was a love poem or what type of poem? It definitely was a love poem, My Little Crush. Oh, Lord. Uh. It was <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm thinking it was about the way he combed his hair, something about the way he, he would, you know, brush his hair. I was just like, oh, I'm going to be his wife one day. <laughs> and so it was something about the roses. You know, roses are red and all that. Mm-hmm. But from there came um, some extensive love poems after that one. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. And that's one thing that I'm learning from a lot of the poets that I have here on the show we start so young, and it usually starts with some type of crush. Yeah. Some type of love interest that we had back in those young days, and we were afraid to express ourselves. So what better way to do that than with the power of the word? Ashe. Absolutely. There is power in the word um, when you want to express your thoughts. If you um, don't know how to do that, And if you aren't a poet yourself, all of the poets that you see here on Poetic are for hire, and they will pen a piece for you. So just reach out and touch somebody, and we will gift you with the word. And, you know, poetry is a really good gift for the holiday season as well. We're coming up on Christmas and the holidays, so if you want to give something special, 
a commission piece, um, something authentic, poetry is definitely a good gift. Yes, yeah, shameless plug. I do do frame poetry. Um, it's a perfect gift for the holidays. I have a bunch of orders that I need to get out. I do. I have poems. People have ordered poems for their moms, their dads, their friends, their spouses, or even their boss, just to let them know poetically. I think you're a great boss. Mm-hmm. So there's no topic that poetry cannot speak to. Absolutely, absolutely. You can pen about anything. And speaking of pinning about anything, what type of poetry do you mostly lean towards when you're writing? Definitely storytelling. Um, I like to make sure I'm hitting all senses. So you want to smell the piece, taste the piece, feel the piece, see the piece, as if you were there while I'm writing it. So I love to tell a story and call to action poems. Um, When I'm done with the piece, I want you to think, uh, whether that's about being happy or being politically involved in your community, something that makes you think and want to do more. And what types of poems do you pen more um, as far as the genre? Love, erotic, definitely social erotic. accent? Okay. <laughs> I definitely pen more erotic and love pieces. Mm-hmm. I kind of said, you know what, I'm writing all this nasty stuff. I'm going to stop and No, I had to accept this is a part of who I am, and it is a part that I enjoy in my art. I love writing about eroticism because it gives me empowerment and other women. It's okay to talk about sex, finding love, uh, self-care through sex. All of those things are okay, and pinning an erotic piece, it just makes me feel good to be a woman. Absolutely. It's it's empowering. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would you tell someone who was interested in erotic poetry, but they're really kind of shy about coming out because they don't want to deal with the stereotypes? Oh, if I go to these erotic poetry shows, they're going to say I'm nasty. Or if I write erotic poetry, I'm going to be seen as nasty. What would you tell someone who was looking to get into penning erotic poetry, but they're just a little shy about it? So I myself am shy not in the oh way but I can be shy and so what I would say is always stand true to yourself that's number one no matter what he or she says I have a piece says do it no matter what they say speak your truth even if his voice is shaking I would say have thick skin because in this environment and uh it can get kind of icky but you mm-hmm. um you have thick skin and find a mentor because they can help you they've they've been here they they've done what you're what you want to do They can help kind of guide and navigate and give you tips and tricks of the trade. But definitely just stand in your truth. Um, Be a professional at all times, even while you're on stage. That is a Sasha Fierce, if you will, of yourself. So let Sasha Fierce be on stage and you come off and be you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So speaking of um, the stage, the stage is yours right now if you'd like to share a piece with us. Yes, I'm going to share one of my signature pieces. Everyone seems to love this one, so here we go. Okay. And it is untitled. The last time we fucked, in one minute and 37 seconds, I heard you back there talking about, mm, I'm about to nut. <laughs> Nigga, what? Mm-mm. You owe me. See, I was trying to give you some high vibrational coochie while you played with the vibrator in my booty, but you couldn't handle it. 
you and that little head in your pants couldn't handle my head and you were so bored you didn't even want to handcuff my hands to the headboard you was making me bored remember i'm a capricorn high sex drive i was trying to show you why my throat be the goat mess around with you i might as well use my rose if you was gonna come all quick in a flash you should have warned me I would have just came on your stash, left my essence on your sheets, then blocked you all next week. I was trying to decorate your mouth with my cream because you be art. But you having that weak dick, that really broke my heart. And that's that piece. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Weak dick will break your heart. Listen. Especially when they big themselves up and then you give them a chance and you like, yeah. They bag and bag and you're like, what was that? No. What the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, that was dope. Quick, Thank short, you. and to the point. Mm-hmm. Let them know. Mm-hmm. You might have to cut them low sometime. <laughs> it was, yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, the ego can really, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then you're like, that's not what occurred. So. <laughs> right. Right. Got to write about it. Yeah, and then when they're done, they're going to tell everybody how they wore you out. And it was nothing <sighs> even close to anything like that. It's quite embarrassing, actually. You want to say, dang, I can't even put you down as a body. I got to just cross you. Mm, never happened. That I was a mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about some of the places that poetry has taken you. It can be a particular stage, um, a particular venue, a state of mind, or just tell us about all of those. Well, one, poetry has taken me to freedom. It has given me a voice beyond my voice. It has helped me to understand and learn who I am as a woman, as a black woman, a mother, a wife, and all those things. And it's taken me to freedom. Um, as far as stages, I was honored to grace the Aretha, um, the Jazz Cafe in the Music Hall. I've been honored to grace that stage three times now. It's always so much fun. Um, I'm here with you, so it's taking me here with you right here with the lovely One Single Rose. It's opened up um, doors for me to network. The networking has been amazing. The opportunities and doors that are opening, it's like, wow, all this from poetry? Like, this is really happening. Mm-hmm. I'm now able to host and curate events, which I never saw possible. But through poetry, it's led to this. So it's it's taking me to heights I never imagined but always wanted. Okay, and and when those doors open, just be ready to walk through them. Amen. Because you never know what's going to happen. You never know where your gift is going to mm-hmm. take you. But once you relinquish yourself to your gift, it's like the world is going to open and you're just going to be going and going and going like you are going and going mm-hmm. and going. And you will continue to go. And you will continue to grow because I've been watching you since you've come out on the scene, and now you're um, you're hosting at uh, Punchline. Is that every Wednesday, or how how is that working? So I host at Poetry and Punchlines once a month, every last Wednesday of the month. I'll be your host. And I want to bring a show that's different, but you still get that open mic experience, right? But we have fun. We, it's uh, art, lyrics, and laughs. So we have a visual artist, a musician, a comedian, um, singers, rappers. And it's just fun. It's such a, I'll say like a 90s vibe. Because we just we come together and we create together. We play games, like little um, 90s games, talk show games. And it's so much fun. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are your artists that you've had? 
So far, I've had J. Joe. He's from Down River. He's a rapper. Amazing. I've had the talented poet, Kamiya. And she'll actually be our feature artist next week, next month, next Wednesday on the 28th. Mm-hmm. She'll be our feature. And then we have Christian, right from Down River, an amazing songstress <laughs> and comedian, Marv Ross, along with visual artist, Bam Amber. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be dope. We, I just... I wanted to, as in, because I always say I'm an artist first. Mm-hmm. Yes, hosting is fun. I love it, but I'm an artist first. And when I was asked to host, I'm like, no, not me. Mm-hmm. But then I looked at it as an opportunity for artists. Like, okay, I can bring change for what I want as an artist. I get to do that now. Mm-hmm. And so being able to provide a platform where we come together, share, and grow is amazing for me. So, yeah. So when you stepped into the host shoes, were you apprehensive or did you readily just fall into them? Oh, no, I was so scared. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wanted to bag out the week before, but I'm a woman of integrity. So mm-hmm. I said, let me, you know. But I was very nervous because hosting, you, you carry the show. Mm-hmm. Yes, the acts are the most important, but hosting, you have the energy. You have to introduce. You have to keep the love going. And so I said, Whoo, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. But the first show was mind-blowing. I just I keep looking back at the video now and going, wow, people really showed up, and the talent was impeccable. Like, this really happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's dope. That's dope. So how do you feel now that you've gotten your feet wet? You feel better about it now? I feel so good. I feel so good that I've been asked to partner with Networks, mm-hmm. and I will be hosting Flowers in 2023. Nice. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, um, Flowers is a whole vibe. Like, Listen. <laughs> that whole, just the, the series, the location, the talent, it's dope. So, yeah, that's going to be nice. Yeah, shout out to Vani for, um, she said she asked me, and I'm like, I don't know. But she's like, no, you're the woman for the job. And so we met with Nat, and Nat said, well, you know, we're going to see. But it's all working out, and I'm just so grateful for the opportunity and the fact that people uh, see something in me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really appreciative of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never know who's watching. Never. So, and then you present yourself professionally wherever it is that you land. So that's going to play very well with you coming up in the future. Mm-hmm. So you just keep on doing what it is you're doing, and you just watch how, how many doors are going to open, and they're going to keep opening. Just be ready to walk. Yes, ma'am. Sometimes you got to be ready to run. My shoes is ready. Listen, I, I ain't even got a time. I'm going to put my Crocs in sports mode, and I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. All right, let's go to one of your videos. I'm not sure which one um, we're going to pull up, but we're going to leave that to the engineer, okay. Mr. Dixon, and we're going to see what you got going on. Y'all, stay tuned for Love, Dami. Last time we fucked. In one minute and 37 seconds, I heard you back there talking about, mm, I'm about to turn Nigga, what? Nah, you owe me. I was trying to give you some high vibrational coochie while you played with the vibrator in my booty, but you couldn't handle it. You and the little head in your pants couldn't handle my head, and you were so lame, you didn't even want to handcuff my hands to the headboard. You was making me bored. Remember, I'm a Capricorn. I was just trying to show you why my throat be the goat. Fuck around with you, might as well use my robe. I was trying to hmm, slut you out. If you was going to come off fast, I would have just came on your stash. 
left my essence on your sheets, then blocked you like next week. I was just trying to decorate your mouth with my cream. Okay. Cause you be off. But you having that broke dick? That really broke my heart. All right. <laughs> yeah, we had to do that again for the people in the back. <laughs> It's just as good watching it live than hearing it live. Thank you. Yeah, the ambiance. Where were you at, 90s? Yes. Okay. I was the 90s for First Fridays with uh, Zaza. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, Zaza has a really nice set, too. Mm-hmm. The energy in that room is, is great. <coughs> it was amazing. Yeah. I was, the energy from the crowd really helped carry the set because mm-hmm. they told me what they wanted to hear. They went quiet, you know. It was a good feature. I had fun that night. Good, good. Yeah, that was dope. I could hear everybody in the background mm-hmm. responding to you. How does it make you feel when you get the energy from the audience? while you perform and does it make you does it send you in overdrive or do you pull back or how do you gauge that energy when i do hear the feedback the snaps and claps or the oh yeah it definitely makes me want to go harder it makes me want to pull my energy up to say oh y'all feeling this let me match that energy when the energy is lacking um it can go either way it can make me say, am I doing a bad job? Or it can really make me want to pump it up like, come on, I know I'm up here giving you the best that I got. I'm sweating. I'm hot. Like, come, give me something back. So it just depends. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever experienced an audience where you had to grab their attention as soon as you hit the mic because they weren't listening? And that's usually how it goes sometimes at bars and restaurants when they really aren't paying attention to what's going on have you ever had to like grab their attention and keep it and if you did how did you keep their attention yes so i was asked to be on a um show with rappers i did not realize i was the only poet (laughs) so you got these sets this yeah yeah they they got their groupies and stuff i'm like dang i don't have all that (laughs) so when they did call the poet i could hear people like oh we don't get time for no poet or you know and they're Filled with their spirits and libations at this point, so mm-hmm. they're little, you know. And I said, "All right, I like being an underdog. That's that's, that's cool." And I got up there, and my four feet, <laughs> eleven self, I stood there and opened up with, "I want to strip for you." And they kind of looked and turned around, you know. And by the end of that poem, people were at the stage, crowd like tipping me, and I'm just <laughs> like, "Okay." <laughs> so I always just. Even in other situations, I create my own energy. I learned that from my lovely Ari Lane. That's my sis. Mm-hmm. Um, I create my own energy. So I kind of gauge the crowd before I get up there, and it'll help me decide. So I want to open up with something raunchy, something spiritual. It'll help me gauge what's going on. But I've learned how to get their attention. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes we'll come into a room and we don't know the crowd or we don't know what to expect from them and then we'll just get up and start performing and it may not be what the crowd requires so it's really important when you're on a show and you enter the room for you to center yourself feel the energy feel what's what's going on before you go on watch the artist so you know what it is that you want that the audience might um might appreciate mm-hmm what you can give to them so yeah you did that you did that i was nervous (laughs) (laughs) yeah sometimes it can be kind of taxing but if you have pieces for every situation for that tough crowd for the um the spiritual crowds for the kids 
for the erotic crowds, for the people who want love, for the social justice seekers, that will be able to take you everywhere. Yes, I've learned that to, uh, Ari told me, to commit five poems to memory mm-hmm. of different genres, of mm-hmm. different, you know, and it has served me well. Absolutely. I've been able to speak at uh, Juneteenth events all the way to girls' nights to homegoing services mm-hmm. because I do have that arsenal built up now of poems for any situation. So do you prefer to memorize your work or read Memorize because I feel like I can connect with the audience better and there's more room to improvise. Um, If I know the audience like a certain line, I can hop back. I do read sometimes, um, never with my phone unless I'm an open mic. I'll bring me a stand and print out or I have my my book there. But definitely to memorize for the energy of it all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it gives you a a better connection with the audience. So. Mm Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. So, can you give us another piece? Sure. You, born from dirt and clay, in night moon shines on your melanin. I wonder why they mock our white noses, try to whitewash our Moses' tea. Thick as trees be your locks. So why must you and I Keep yelling, free us. Free us from the chains long ago rusted with the copper-colored tears of our ancestors. Free us from the under-the-bed monster in the closet's fear. Not a physical villain, but it's been running amok for years. Hate. H, help with hidden agenda. A, anti-unity. T, thick tension. E, everybody loses. You and I. Gotta be the solution. We way past revolution. You. Born from dirt and clay. But see, they know freedom costs too much. So they feed us and blind us with the superficial surface security. But see, you and I gotta find our unity. Embrace the greatness in ourselves. Get our people up out themselves like you. Born from dirt and clay, you, unique being of excellence, you, magical, in, night moon shines on your melanin, in, noticeably bigger brains, and in, never-ending beauty, I, see greatness in your cup, I, lift my brother, my sister up, T. Thick as trees be your locks. They thought they killed us. They didn't understand. We were seeds buried deep in the earth like trees. Why? Because you in the mirror be me in the glass. Baby, we are reflections. Shout out to Ari Lane. Now let's get on task like you and I together freeing us. And that's that piece. Yes. I don't know if y'all caught all those metaphors in there. She was spelling... If you did, hit us in the chat (laughs) and connect with Love Dami. Where can we find you on socials? So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all the same. Love Dami Poet. So it's Love, D-O-M-I, Poet. All right, you heard her. Go to 
all socials and search for Love Dami Poet so that you can stay connected with Love Dami. Mm-hmm. Check her out on Wednesdays, on last Wednesdays of the month at Poetry and Punchline. That's 29555 Northwestern Highway. Did I get the address right? I think you did. I do look at you. I, th- I really think you did. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I memorized the numbers. I got mm-hmm. that photographic memory. It I comes love it. right to me. Yeah. And also, you will be at Flowers. That's the first Thursday of the month, starting in 2023? Yes, ma'am. So I think the first one is like January 4th. I think I could be wrong. But yes, the first Thursdays of each month will be at Flowers, and that's at Chroma with Networks and Vonnie Pill. Yeah, yeah. So y'all stay connected to all of this epic dopeness that is Love Dami. Thank you. So what are the goals that you have for your poetry? They change. And I say that because I have changed. It used to be, I want to be rich. I ain't going to hold you. I want to be rich. <laughs> I want to drive what I want to drive. I want to, you know. And now all of that will come. It, you know, it's fine. But my goal is for my poetry to penetrate the hearts and minds of the broken mm. and to be mended. We were in Sunday school one day, and my brother, um, he, I, I say, prophesied that my poetry would help heal the land. Mm. And I wholeheartedly believe it. My poetry has helped sexual abuse survivors. It has helped grief, um, people who are going through grief. And so if one poem can put a smile and true healing in somebody's heart, I've done my job. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And, and we share that. When I started writing, I wanted to reach just one person. And if one person found some type of some phrase that they could use in my work I was good and you aren't really doing it for laudatory awards you're doing it because it's coming from your heart yes and you wholeheartedly feel that the word is good and it needs to be heard so once you do that you see the doors that's opening for you right yes (laughs) I've been able to uh, speak on panels and able to go into help young women f- discover themselves and heal through like a sexual assault and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And so poetry, it's, it's, it's not just a word. It's, it's a thing that you feel, breathe, and touch, and I can see it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my, my goal is just to help. If it just one, you said one person, mm-hmm. I feel like I've, I've, I've done that. Yep, yep, you've done your job. Mm-hmm. And then the rest is easy. Amen. Yes, yes. If anyone would like to call in to speak with Dami, or if you'd like to leave a haiku, the call-in number is 313-266-2811. I'm going to memorize this number, too. (laughs) Not for that. I haven't looked at it enough. I almost had it. 266-2811. Call in and talk to us, (laughs) y'all. So now we're going to go to another one of Dami's videos so you can catch her in action on stage. Let's see what she got coming up. They demanded to be seen. Bones with names fell out. Rudely decorated my bedroom floor with all of my mistakes, choices, and lies that I hide like old unfinished homework. These bones took up space. You just a clip. All right, that was a snippet. These bones taking up space. Mm. Looks like you were at Punchline right there, weren't you? No, I was actually at La Rosa Cigar Lounge in Wayne. Okay. That was my uh, most recent feature, and when I say 
It was a blast. I can't wait to go back. <laughs> it was amazing. So can you finish that piece for us? I'd yeah. like to learn more about them bones. Yes. It is about three minutes long. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. The floor is yours. Okay. Not memorized quite yet, as you saw in the video. So here we go. It's all right. Normally, I rush, always late, to find an outfit that perfectly matches the mask I'll dress my face with. I'm not sick or anything, it's just that most days, wearing a mask, hiding who I am, lying to please them, seems to make others comfortable. But today, rushing to get ready, I open my closet and its occupants refuse to be ignored, pushed, or stuffed away. They demand it to be seen. Bones with names burst out, rudely decorated my bedroom floor with all the mistakes, choices, and secrets that I hide like unfinished homework. These bones took up space, poured a piping cup of no more faking it tea, and said, Come, dear, it's time you finally sit with me. They sometimes haunt me as they clank down the crowded halls of my mind, rattling every trauma along the way. You see, I thought I learned to cancel out the noise because my masks have superpowers. They give me the ability to always look the part and be perfect, hold it all together. But today when I opened my closet, it creaked with the echoes of sins that I thought no one knew about. It stunk with the putrid stench of death on top of grief, piled next to dirty clothes identified as depression, wedged next to bags that this lady won't let go. I guess I didn't listen to Erica, my bones. Hollow with the fullness of my own bullshit. Today my closet pulsed like a heartbeat with the swell of forgotten bones and baggage. You see my closet, my heart can no longer accommodate what I have denied to give a proper funeral. Mm. Heavy bones carved and indented like paragraphs of a story I keep starting, deleting, rewriting, and stopping instead of sitting, reading, studying, and learning how to carry these bones. Like the generation before me, I conceal the hardness and embarrassment with a mask. But today, my closet my heart combusted, and when the smoke cleared, ground zero left skeletons from decades ago, and they ain't going nowhere. So I guess I better get acquainted with their names. Abandonment, betrayal, and cursed. There was a bone for every letter of the alphabet ten times over. And as I got to know and discover each bone's root to my pain, my heart began to breathe. No longer suffocated by the pollution of locked away memories or block arteries named stress, I sat one by one, pieced together a skeleton of all my mistakes, choices, and secrets. We danced, prayed, cried, and then I wished them well. Today I opened my closet and found peace, truth, and love. My heart's bruised but not broken, finally free from the cobwebs that held lies I told. My heart now is free with the truths of freedom. My skeletons no longer live in my heart, for I've given them a proper burial. R.I.P. to the baggage and welcome to new life. And that's that piece. Let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. 
inspired you to pin that piece i mean it's deep yeah um i've been in therapy for about a year now mm-hmm. shout out to black therapist and i am um, therapy taught me to be accountable and not to stuff my own secrets and lies and baggage stuff them down so much until i don't even recognize my own closet my own heart hmm. and so one day after a very uh, rough session i looked in the mirror and i said i'm tired Mm. I'm tired of being sad. I'm tired of being mad. I'm tired of being angry. I'm, t- I'm just tired. And so it was like layer by layer, I pieced and sat with every bone <laughs> that was in my closet, in my heart. And I danced, I cried, I laughed, and then I wished them well. Mm-hmm. So that piece is kind of like a caterpillar in a cocoon. Because when caterpillars go into cocoon, they turn into goo. And so what I felt, I had to turn into goo. I had to turn in the inside out, get to the bottom of my own pain. And then the butterfly was able to fly freely with truth and honesty and real love. So definitely my own story in that piece. Yes, yes. And you just um, gave me an idea. I never have an idea of what it is that I'm going to do to close out the show, but you just gave me an idea of... What I'm gonna um, do is bag lady. I love it's your video to that. Basically the same. Thank you. Same premise. Same premise. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we we speak about we speak life into into each other and into people with the word, and that's exactly what Dami did with that piece. What's the name of that? The mask of my bones. Okay. Dope, dope, the mask dope. of my bones. Yeah, I, it's something when we try to, uh, I guess, like with COVID, you put a mask on and you try to cover and hide, but trauma demands to be felt. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's five, ten, fifteen, twenty years later. I'm dealing with all my childhood stuff now, mm-hmm. and I'm realizing why I was a mean girl. I was, I was very not mean girl like talk about other women, but just very much mean, <laughs> just, <laughs> just mean, and um. I was mean because I was covering being molested. I was covering my dad abandoning me. Mm-hmm. I was um, covering up just so much stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I got that stuff up out of me, I feel like a new woman and I'm able to just be so free. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Taking the weight off those shoulders, we'll do that. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, and then when you write about it, that just creates another level of freedom. It's <sighs> like the weight is just God. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you did that. Thank you. You did that. So, what's next for you? I have my, I feel like a spider. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'll talk about the two most important things first. I will be releasing my second self-published book, Gentle Reminders, 100 Affirmations for the Soul. I love affirmations. They help save my life. Mm-hmm. So, I have that. I'm recording my first EP, Poetic EP. You're going to hear some singing. You're going to hear some erotic stuff. You're going to hear some call to action. Just an amazing mix-up of who I am as an artist. Like we talked about, I'll be um, hosting at Poetry and Punchlines and Flowers. And then I've been asked to write write on a web series and learn how to direct. So I have, like, my hands in so much stuff. And before, before my healing, I would have said no. 
I wouldn't have been here. Just scared of what people would think, scared of what they would say. But I'm here, and I ain't going nowhere. So y'all better get used to seeing my face. Right. That's right. You know, somebody is always going to have something to say about you, good or bad. So if you allow them to filter their way into your life, they're going to have more control of your movement. Amen. Mm-hmm. So you go where you want. You be who you want to be unapologetically. Yes, ma'am. And you just keep moving forward and doing the damn thing. Thank you. Yes, yes. And where can we find your work? Is it on all your socials or you have a website? I am. I just started a YouTube, Love Dami Poet. Um, I'm slowly putting things on there and trying to curate an organic audience. I don't want people to follow me just because it's the thing to do. Each person that loves my poetry or likes my poetry, I want a relationship. I, I want to build, you know. So YouTube for now, and I will be starting a group just for Love Dami, me, where I'll sit and we'll write together. And we'll um, they can get to know about me, kind of like what we're doing now. But just I'm talking to the people who support me. So things like that. Yeah, I like intimate stuff. <laughs> nice, nice. I look forward to seeing more of that. Thank can you. we go to your last video? All right, let's see what Dami's cooked up for us now. I come from women who came across as mean because trauma from being shipped across the sea was never addressed. Women who were looked upon as nymphs, like an address. So where is their home? I come from women who sometimes felt so alone. They had no access to therapy, so that trauma became their personality. Women who bore the hardship of chattel slavery as an identity crisis. While alive, she swore to never talk about the atrocities her black body had seen. I come from women who sometimes feel unseen. They can cook you into a meditative state because the kitchen be Girl, you and these snippets. Finish your poem. Finish the poem, anime. <laughs> here we go, here we go. Um, you want me to start over or start where we left off? Um, wherever you're comfortable. Okay, I'll just start. They can cook you into a meditative state because the kitchen be magic and meant that stamp stretched enough for groceries, focus being hope. They put their soul in dressing made from scratch. I come from women who know that Bible from front to back and they stand on faith like I stand at this mic. I stand here because they whispered, Chai, it gonna be all right. I come from women not afraid to use their voice even when they weren't given a choice. Timeless and beautiful women. Wide noses and narrow ones too. Women whose skin could pass for white. You see one of my great granddaddies snuck into the slave quarters one night. Them women be melanin, cocoa, chocolate, deep, and velvety caramel too. I come from women who died for desiring school, but still they rose, learned to read, write, and arithmetic through teaching, oral teaching. They held on to our familial tradition. I come from women whose breasts were used as a weapon against them, so I used my milk of life to reclaim our power. I boldly breastfed my two daughters. Ancestral healing is more than wounds, but it's the veneration of those still in their cocoon. See, I come from women short in stature, but tall in love, brave women. 
pillars of the community and the church, both Baptist and Pentecostal, y'all know, <laughs> stocking slips and long skirts, <laughs> usher board and Sunday school teachers, vacation Bible school leaders. I come from red beans and rice, Gullah Geechee goddesses and Haitian hotties, African beauties, spicier than your old hot toddy. So much wisdom being them black bodies. I come from greatness, from women who have raised generations, gardeners, singers, praying women, holy oil prayer cloth carrying women. That prayer cloth be their mojo. Women who could catch the fish, gut, clean, and fry it too. Some who carried that piece and some who would gut you too. I come from women who are misunderstood. A few of them be straight up out the hood. I come from warriors, Oya and Yimiya, from the storms they were birthed, now with peace like the river they breathe life into new dirt. I come from intelligent women excelling at the, all the ideas they dared share with the world. Women with short fuses, no time to hear your excuses. I come from women who could work them roots, women who made homemade ice cream, grew corn, tomatoes, and peppers, even some proud Delta steppers. I come from women who inspire me, healers, musicians, dreamers, and prophets. I come from strength. I come from purpose. I come from their blood and flesh. Them women be tough as bone. And in my DNA, that's their home. I come from women who I love enough to do the work that will set our lineage free. One mother, two grands, and four greats. Carrying each other's babies and trauma in our wombs. You see, now I am here to clear the infertility tomb. I come from divine women. And that is how I see the divine in me. And that's that piece. Yeah! That piece actually won me the um, 2022 Half a Stack Slam. It was a 10 out of 10. I just sat there and cried like a yes. baby. Like, oh, my God. Yes, very well deserved. Thank you. I'm sure every woman can see themselves in that piece. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, we got, we got a lot in common just listening to that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. That's I love dope. my folk. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And what a great way to pay homage to your ancestors with the power of the word. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being my guest today, Dami. Tell everyone where they can find you and support your work. Okay, well, thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. I was nervous, but thank you. Again, you guys can find me at Love Dami Poets. I'm most active on Facebook and Instagram. Holla at me. I'm very fun. I love chit-chatting the DMs. So, again, <laughs> I'm a poet for hire. Uh, BookLoveDami at gmail.com for all your poetic needs. Yes. Yes, connect with her and holler at her at Poetry and Punchlines and at Flowers coming up in 2023. You will most definitely have a good time. Yes. So I want to give a shout out to the cast of Feels Like Love, which is coming up at the Detroit School of Arts on January the 14th, 2023. I'll be playing MC Need a Minute, and it's a poetic musical. I don't want to give too much away, but I believe that we will be coming back in 2023 with some of the cast and some of the poets to talk about um, Feels Like Love. So if you guys stay tuned, we won't be here next week, but we will be showing um, a rebroadcast of one of our previous shows. But in 2023, continue to show love, continue to share share our podcast and the live feed 
to your networks. We go all over the world. We have poets coming on from the Metro Detroit area, nationally, internationally. Y'all come on. Come on with them words, y'all. I am your host, Rosemarie Wilson, a.k.a. One Single Rose when I'm nice, a.k.a. Pearl when I'm naughty, and I'm going to leave you with um, just a little bit of bag lady. The weight of the world resides inside my bag. Pain, discrimination, racial profiling, heartache, low self-esteem. The stitching is coming apart because it's stuffed full of our issues. Jealousy, insecurity, fear, disgust, hate. I've been taking on your weight far too long, but now I'm tired. The skeletons in these closets are itching to come outside. We've got to lay these bones to rest in peace. I bought these bags, but now I'm going to let them all go. Today, we're going to purge together because we weren't built to break. Yet we bend while weathering our storms. We may get lost in the dark. However, there's light at the end of every tunnel. The sun shines each day, but we don't always see it sleeping behind the clouds until it reveals itself after we receive our lessons as students of Life University. Treat every fresh 24 you're blessed with as new opportunities to learn. Raindrops keep falling on our heads. Bear in mind that you were born with the ability to float with your head above water. You might have to go through to get through. Winds might whip us away from our comfort zones before we prepare to be moved. We'll soar on the winds of change, landing exactly where we should be right on time. Lightning might spark a good flame or two. Or maybe the sparks won't fly at all while we waste time as burn victims scorched by a bad match. Time is the one thing we spend we can't ever get back. Our hearts turn cold, frozen stiff with deception, chilled with self-doubt, icy from the sting of love lost. We fall numb, immobilized with anger or bitterness, which ultimately shortens our lives. Thawing souls survive, warmed after realizing the key to survival is living life to the fullest while spreading love without abandon. Bad weather can be too heavy for us to bear. Know that our days won't always be filled with sunshine, rainbows, or lucky charms. If may never be that fifth. If it were, we'd all be tipsy right now. Laugh when you want to cry. Dance like no one's watching. Let go of the past, then live. The future depends on you and I thriving today. I bought my bags to tell y'all if we know better, we could all do better. But I'm tired, y'all. You should be too. Lay your burdens down. Stop carrying around all this mess. Fill your bags with faith, hope, peace, happiness, joy, understanding, love. Go on ahead and get you some, because I did. Now my bags are more manageable to carry around. One single rose, no stem. See y'all in 2023. Happy holidays, my darlings. Taking some time to keep it real.